0: how are you tonight
1: good how are you professor
0: i'm seeing a different hat yes right you gotta change
1: it up sometimes man i tell you
0: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i can't keep up with you i like the hats though they're
1: cute oh thanks Hmm. i was gonna wear my beach one and then i grabbed this one so grab this one maybe next week because it's almost beach time it's almost over
0: uh yeah, what is it, September tidal? Labor Day or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's going to be over with. My dad's birthday was always in September. Hmm. He said it's what uh, changed summer to fall. Yeah. <laughs> was his day. <laughs>
1: anyway, intriguing. Yeah.
0: All right, so what am I doing here tonight?
1: Well, tonight we're going to talk about my mother-in-law takes advantage of my kindness. Should I refrain from putting myself out? Mother-in-law's. Mm-hmm.
0: monster-in-laws, right? Yeah,
1: we've okay. heard many things about that, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you let me twist things around a little bit. So we had covered previously about mother-in-law, but from the perspective of the daughter-in-law. So we're kind of touching on that a little bit tonight. My mother-in-law takes advantage of my kindness, should I refrain? But I'm going to go the other direction.
1: Okay.
0: Instead of the daughter in law, talking about the mother-in-law, I'm going to take it from the perspective of the mother-in-law looking at the daughter-in-law, okay? Okay. All
1: right. Looking at her, like, what do you mean?
0: Checking her out. Oh, okay. See if she's of good quality or not.
1: Okay. And
0: why we're doing this is because this is going to get confusing. So let's say that you, in this case, are the mother-in-law. Yeah. And you have a lady who's in front of you, though, that's your mother-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: okay.
0: But you've got a son and he's fixing to get married. You're about to be a monster-in-law also. Mm. And so what's happening in this particular scenario is you're looking back at your mother-in-law and how your relationship is with her. While you're looking at your son and looking at your relationship with him, in order to gauge what you think this young lady, he's thinking about marrying, how you feel about her.
1: Mm. That's a lot of thinking. That's a lot of thinking. (laughs) You ready for this one? Sure, bring it on. Okay.
0: Your son's a mama's boy. There's no question. But... I mean, you say jump, he says, how oh, high, mom? But he fell in love. Fell in love with this young darling, and you are concerned. And so you think back to your mother in law. So we're going to call her grandmother. Is that fair enough?
1: Okay.
0: Call her grandmother because it's your son's grandmother. And you think about That's your my... relationship. Oh, my. Okay. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. Your mother-in-law, but we refer to her as grandmother because yep. it's your son's grandmother. And you're thinking about grandmother, how grandmother treated you because you won her son in marriage and it's been awesome. And by the way, your son is now in his 30s. And so again, the grandchild to the mother-in-law, mm-hmm. he has been yours forever. Mm. Well, the same was when you married grandmother's son. He was hers forever. And oh my goodness. Talk about a contract that came along with that. It was more than the I do between you and him. In fact, grandmother told you on the day that y'all married that she didn't approve of you on the day. Mm. And she also told you that you better give her a boy for a grandchild. And there better not be nothing wrong with him. Hmm. Now, why would grandmother feel this way about you?
1: Well,
0: it's interesting to note is that as time went by after you married, you learn some things about grandmother. And it also deals with now her grandson, your son, what he's looking at in the other girl. So grandmother in her day, she was kind of considered a beauty pageant, so to speak. One of those that all the boys liked. Now, of course, they didn't have the pageants like we do now, but she was kind of known, you know, at the county fairs that they had every year. She would win a couple of pageants here and there. Beautiful lady. And even today, when you look at her, you're like, she's got some stature to her. She does. And you notice it, you know, people recognize her.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Hmm. So now you look down at your potential daughter-in-law. And man, she's just like you. What do you mean? Well, she was a model or is just like you were in the past, which you were. She's beautiful as you were and still are. Yeah, I got that in there. Didn't I? <laughs> so I keep a job. That was a and so grandmother felt like 30 years ago, she was competing against you for her son. And she was looks manners because her son saw a lot of you in or saw a lot of her, his mother in you he saw grandmother in you
1: okay.
0: now your son the grandson is seeing a lot in this young lady he's about to date or is dating and about to marry that he sees in you hmm. so grandmother also gave you some other stipulations so we can share through this the monster law. number one she said well I, I know you've got some people on your side of the family you know like fourth cousins, fifth cousins. I mean, you know how the old folks did. They go check all your family limits, they ain't exactly right mentally. So you better not give me a grandson. that's not right. Mentally. You're like, how in the world, why don't you look at your own bloodlines? And you thought, well, I'm going to go look at her bloodlines and we're going to have, and then you're like, it's not worth it. Even, even if you did, you never know how the blood mixes. It's just, it doesn't work that way. I mean, it, it does, you know, if it's the first or second generation or possibility, yes. but she's looking four and five generations back. How in the world does she have that information? And as you're sitting there, you finally come to the conclusion back in the time when she's at you, this woman is making this stuff up, but she's laying it on your head. And what's your husband doing? I'm nothing. Typical man. <laughs> He's not going to choose between the two, two of you. Yes. He's just going to go about his business. And we're going to get to that in a minute on how boys handle that. And I get to tell you from my perspective. So I'm not everybody, but it kind of happened quite a few guys that I saw. So I think it goes in that general direction. I'll generalize, as we say, (laughs) statistics. I'll generalize too much.
1: Now, is he hearing all this? What's going on?
0: No, he probably will when he hears this video.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when this this is happening, is he hearing the mother saying this to the, or you're saying he's just going to say it now? He
0: know no, he's he's hearing it. Yeah, he, he's my dad, so to speak. and that he hears. Oh, hold it, I said that wrong. No, he doesn't hear it. He's listening, but he doesn't hear. It. Is that <laughs> fair enough? That's a joke that we have about guys. They listen, but they don't hear. Right. <laughs> if you're not married, you like... won't understand that. If you are married, you definitely understand. <laughs> he is not hearing. you. Yeah. He listens, or he chooses.
1: hears, but
0: he's not listening. No, no, he's you listening. Say he, is, he hears the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so, you know, that's what he's listening for, but he's not going to pay attention. Hearing means you actually know what they say. Yeah. Oh, in my book, at okay.
1: least.
0: All right, so we're going to continue on the story. Well, you finally set down the arms between you and Grandmother. Y'all weren't fighting and bickering as much anymore because you finally found something you both liked. I mean, again, beauty pageant, bottle. What did you like? Fingernails, toenails, hair. And so what you came to agreement on is that you one day took grandma with you in order to get nails and hair done at the beauty shop, local beauty shop, small town, of course. And she was so excited that you took her. In fact, now y'all do it every other week. Hmm. The better part about it, though, is that you and grandma are now communicating. And you're like, well, how are we communicating? Well, not that I know
1: anything,
0: (laughs) but when I was a mama's boy, I had to go with mama to the beauty parlor. And it was amazing to me the stories that those ladies would tell. They'd talk about everybody in the community. Then mama would give her input, the other lady give her input. and So that's what's happening between you and grandmother at this point. You're communicating. You're talking about people in the community because the beautician or beauticians plural that are there, they're talking about people out there. Y'all are getting along so well. And so you finally just ask grandma, well, how did you finally accept me? And grandma said, I haven't. And I don't. (laughs) But You're probably the best that I could have gotten from him. So I accept you. So per our story here, you sit back and you take that in consideration. And so you repeat it back then. Well, I guess for my son, your grandson, the best I can say is she's decent. And it's the best that probably I'm going to get. And then the grandmother looks at you and says, yeah, but don't say that to her or say it too loud. And you're like, why not? Because you need to make her stretch a little bit. So when you get my age, she'll take you to the beauty parlor also. <laughs> now, I can say that's our story we're over with. And I hope that y'all kind of enjoyed that. But I can't do that. I got to tell you about mama's boys. Would that be okay? Sure. Anybody care to hear? <laughs> I mean, if you're a mama's boy, you may pick up some of these little notations. I was born a boy. Hmm. I was born as the only boy. Hmm. I was born as a second child. My sister was the older child. Hey, I got to sit in the front seat between mom and dad. Just want to let you know. Hey, she's two years older. Mm, but mama always wanted me right beside of her. Mama. Oh, I love mama. I do whatever mama said. Mama started to teach me in school when I was three years old. Y'all probably don't believe that. I didn't either. But mama said she did. And she said I had my ABCs down pretty good before I turned four. Mm. Mama's boys. Mama wants you to be son. And mamas are going to get after you to be sure you do. They want you to do well in school. They want you to do well in society. Um, You'll never know if you made mama's standard, but she'll always love you. Well, how do you know you were mama's boy? Well, I'll share a few events with you that I remember over my life. Sorry, it might be a little gross, folks, but this is the way it happened in the South, so you're going to hear it, or you can turn this thing off, and I can't blame you for it. But stick around. It might entertain you. First off, Hmm, the spit baths. Spit baths? Oh, yeah. You know, they just spit on their hand because you got some dirt here or whatever. Oh, goodness. Hmm. Spit bath, I remembered, is when we were going to church one day and I had gotten dirty. And mother's sitting there spitting on her hands and cleaning it off of me. And she's like, Where did you get all this dirt? And I said, Well, daddy let me go play outside before we were going to church. uh uh-uh. Of course, he's driving the car. She looks up, Martin, why did you? And I just rolled my head back and said, thank you, Lord. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, Daddy's going to take the heat. And he did. Mm. So that's number one. Number two, I can remember, and probably, and again, it's hard for me to know in my mind whether, you know, that event occurred first or second or whatever. The other one is eating your food. Now y'all gonna say this is disgusting. Old no people used to do this all the time, though. Ask your grandparents about their parents. They'd chew your food first, particularly when it came to meat, all right? Like a steak, because they don't want you to choke. And you probably heard or read that hot dogs are something that kids, you know, this day and age choke on. Back then it was steak. So mother would chew the steak first and then just stick it in my mouth for me to eat. And you're like, well, I guess that's better than just pitching it on your plate after she chewed it. But the thing that bothered me and why I remember this is because she got to chew the fat off of it. And back home, everybody loved the fat. I mean, if you don't believe that, you know, think about the fat on the chitlins. If you don't know what chitlins are, go look it up. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just the hog skin with fat underneath. Mm-hmm. A little meat, but man, then we fry everything back home fry. But y'all know that. As southerners. So I remember that event. Hmm. What do you have? Any other events? Oh, yes. What you got? Well, went to grandma's one day and I remembered this. Grandma gave me a spoon and grandma had a spoon. And so we went outside. I'm going to stop there a second, though, and tell you about mama now. Mama came to pick me up and my teeth were dirty. When I grinned at her, she said, what do you got on your teeth? And of course, another spit bath. Now, you know, it's on her thumb. She spits and she's in there like she's got a toothbrush. She says, this is dirt. Why do you have dirt? And so I reached back the back pocket and pulled my spoon out because grandma gave me a spoon and we're eating dirt because we need iron. (laughs) Well, mama took off onto grandma, lit into her. What did I do? Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Grandma's taking the hit again. And so I went and played. (laughs) <laughs> well, they were at it. Now, before I leave that one, because people will say eating dirt. Yeah. In fact, old people used to do that a lot. And you're going to say, well, that's a Southern tradition. Well, it may be because that's where I was. But I did some literature checking on that. And it's been happening for over 2 million years. Mm. Human beings have been eating dirt. And there are, you know, minerals in dirt. Of course, I do have in my mind that I think that grandma had a worm and she ate her dirt one
1: time. (laughs) Oh, she got a little protein there.
0: I think she did. (laughs) Now, you're going to tell me that's disgusting. You know, these people looking at me probably now like we're not coming back. I can't blame you. But (laughs) for many of us that have a few years on us, if you lived up until the 1980s, the mid-80s, you ate dirt. And you're like, huh? Well, when you had diarrhea, pectate. I don't know if y'all have heard that word or not. Go look it up. It's still made, but it doesn't have what it did back then. Back then, it had kaolin in it. That's the of the pectate. And it was the major ingredient in there, which means it was over 50%. What did they do that for? Because it would stop you up. And it was great to do that. Okay, was it gone there? No, 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 no. This was uh, Georgia is where you could get it from. And I was looking it up uh, the other day because uh, I was going to see if I could order some, just see if it was still available. And the answer is yes. I'm just looking here real quick. They call it the white dirt of Georgia. W-H-I-T-E, white dirt of Georgia. Hmm. You can get them in small bags. Of course, some people say we're buying it for ornamental purposes, but people know. No, we're we're taking it as a medicinal thing. Uh, they say it kind of tastes pepperish. Some people say it's it's hmm. like a, a spring shower. I don't know how you eat a spring shower, but that's what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. That may be that soap no, no. <laughs> so far as So, anyhow you folks? Get you some white dirt. It's Kalen. Um, enjoy that. If you get constipated, it's not going to hurt you that much. And, by the way, it's in toothpaste. They use still mm. uh, in toothpaste. Okay. Uh, the Kalen, which, again, is the Georgia white dirt. Hmm.
1: And the steak chewing, I guess that's kind of like, isn't that what the mother birds do to their babies? They yes. kind of chew up stuff, so they, yeah,
0: but get they them. kind of boop it out, when yeah. they're done. But yes, they digested some for them, mm. but it was more of a safety precaution for that,
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, have you had enough, or should we keep going? Because I got more if you want.
1: Well, sure, let's hear it. what's
0: our time. Okay, we're 18 after, but I'll get a move here pretty quick. There was mama's boys in the box but we're going to talk about one in specific. And that is going to be Esau and Jacob. Mm -hmm. Uh, May have remembered the story in the Bible, Esau sowed his birthright to Jacob. By the way, Jacob was a mama's boy. And the reason there was a difference between the two boys is that they were twins, by the way. And when both, according to the Bible, were in Rebecca, the mother, her womb, The boys were kind of fighting around and she asked the Lord, why are they doing this? You know, she just feel them in there. And he told her that there, she had two nations in her, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he told her that the older would be serving the younger. What does that mean? Well, it would mean that the older who gets the birthright, if they pop out first, the womb, they would be the one who would receive again, all a majority, most of the inheritance from Rebecca and Isaac. Yeah, and they died. Hmm. Well, I, I tell you that because there was a time early in their lives that Esau, he was a very hairy man. He was a man's man, if you want to call it that, a wilderness guy, he was out there, you know, worked the land, huntsman and all that. He was tough. So he comes in and he's really hungry. And Jacob's sitting there because he stayed in the house you know, with mama a lot because he's the mama's boy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He went out there doing all that hard work or whatever. Sorry, it's the truth. And so Esau said, you got some soup there. You made Jacob give me some soup. And Jacob said, mm, give me your birthright. And Esau's was like, what do you just give me the soup? And he says, no, I want your birthright. You want the soup? Well, Jacob's thinking to himself, well, OK, you know, if I die here of starvation, I can't use it anyway. Sure, I'll save my birthright. So he asked him again. He said, you promise? You swear? And Esau said, yes, you can have my birthright. So Esau got the soup. Esau ate it. Esau left. He's all happy. Wow. Is that legal? Well, In today's world, it wouldn't be because they were both 15 years old. However, the Lord had told, as I mentioned to you, Rebecca, that the one who came out first, which was Esau, that he would be not superior. He would be a servant to his younger brother. So God had this in a plan, okay? Because this is where Jesus, the lineage, came and so on down. And but apparently Rebecca couldn't wait on that plan, is how I would interpret it. Because when they were in their mid 70s, Isaac was old and he was about to pass. And so he called to Esau and he said, Esau, go kill and bring me. Uh, the food that you prepare that I love, probably meat, of course. And he said, I will give you my blessing before I die. Now, this time Isaac was blind pretty much. He couldn't see that well. So Rebecca, mama of both boys, told Jacob, she said, Jacob, go get me some food and I'm going to cook it up for you, daddy. And you're going to get that blessing. I guess she didn't want to wait on God to do it because she was going to do it or help out. You know, heart was in the right place. And Jacob was kind of like, nah, mom. And she said, I'll take the curse upon me. You just do what I say. So he did, brings her the food. She turns around and prepares it. And as the story goes in the Bible, and you can read more about it if you're not familiar with she turned around and <laughs> things on his arm, clothing that had the hair on it uh, from uh, other animals. So it felt like his brother Esau, because he was really hairy and you know stiff skin, la, la, la. But anyway, and so Isaac gave his blessing to Jacob instead of Esau. So Esau comes in later. He's got this food prepared, you know, the meat and everything that Jake, that uh, his daddy wanted. And, of course, his daddy told him, I already gave the blessing away. Well, they figured out pretty quick that he gave it to Jacob. So then Mama's voice, number two, <laughs> number two, meaning second act, Rebecca overheard Esau and Isaac talking his daddy. So she goes to Jacob. She says, get out of here. Go to your uncles because your brother is going to kill you. Now, there's other stories that happened after that. He didn't get killed, needless to say. But I will say this. Jacob did become an individual that was definitely a leader because later in time when they did have a tremendous famine, Jacob did have the family to come over when he was in Egypt. That's something we can talk about later. But the point to be made, Jacob worked out with Pharaoh because God helped him know there's seven years of famine. I'm sorry, seven years of feast and seven years of famine. Pharaoh took him and put him in charge of all the grain and everything. So it it came out pretty good, needless to say. All right. So let's keep walking here. What's the benefit of, quote, being an individual that, in in this case, is a mama's boy. What was the benefit to me? What was the benefit to Jacob? And the answer is they were, uh, and by the way, I said Joseph was uh, lighter with the coats of many colors and so on, so I apologize. I got that story a little bit confused there. But the point I want to make is that we all, as boys, really need our mother's care. Being the manly man, so to speak, does not help us, particularly in our world today, to get along with people in the office, to get along with people in business. Being that manly man, do as I say or forget it and let's just lock horns. It doesn't work well. OK, right, it, it right. just you need
1: doesn't. Right. Constantly.
0: And So I want to go back and clear up when Jacob then went to his daddy, I'm sorry, to his uncle's. He did have to marry, or he married one woman. He thought he was marrying the right one, but he didn't because the the uncle turned around and switched girls on him. And so he married another. And anyway, and then we get on to Joseph and so on. So my apologies. I kind of confused that. But that lineage through there is what got the lineage to Egypt and actually got the Israelites over to Egypt when the family came. So the bottom line is, folks, and the literature even suggests that to this very day. And that is, you need to be a mama's boy for a while. It'll teach you how to get along with people and how to talk to people. If But daddy comes in too, not, mm-hmm. knocking the dads off. Because without daddy's input, and my father's input came to me when I got older. Uh, when I got 12, that's when I had to go to the hay fields. I had to go to the tobacco fields. And a little bit later, then I had to go work at Janesco Shoe Factory, which caused me to go to college, I promise you. And <laughs> it was hot. Man, it was hot. Mm-hmm, I
1: Ten
0: buildings, well aluminum buildings with the big fans it just wasn't for me but daddy then taught me how to be tough and which a, a man does need but ladies don't give up on your children let them be mama's boys when they're little uh, but in our, our situation that we started with tonight don't make it too much of a mama's boy where they turn around and they can't take care of their wife uh, right. because they're too attached to you on the other hand as this young lady who is going to marry grandma's grandson your son She's gonna find out that young lady, she's got one of the best boys in town because he knows how to lie and he understands what a woman needs as far as what mama taught him. So I'm done. I was a mama's boy, but I grew out of it. But it was one of the best experiences when I
1: was little, Yeah. And I see that a lot now with, you know, people that have the younger sons, you know, and it works out quite well. You see, I'm, you know, they're cooking and and they're, you know. And, of course, it makes the mom happy. Oh, yeah, it does. Because we love our boys.
0: <laughs> but I haven't figured out, and we'll have to cover this sometime, is it the older boys in the family or the younger boys in the family that really entertain us when we're children most? And the reason I bring up that, I can remember my uncles. And most of the time, it was the older uncles, meaning they were older than my dad, that, that thrilled me. Because they were the ones that would get whatever they wanted, do whatever they wanted, and they would leave a, a mark for the family, so to speak. And it might not be always good, but as a kid, it was like, man, they got guts. But then I noted as time went on, no, it was the younger ones that would sometimes. But most of the time it the older ones because they spent more time with dad, I guess. I don't know. I haven't figured it out, particularly when they had two brothers. But that will be another story. Now I'll tell you about my family then on that part, if you stay with us.
1: <laughs> well, we'll be looking forward to that. I'm no longer sure Mom's you...
0: boy. But mama's gone, but I still remember, and I still remember what she taught me.
1: Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. She left a
0: legacy. She did. Be careful what you say. Be good to people. It'll affect your reputation. Just be kind, and people ultimately will be kind to you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where we are. True. I see that in life. Good advice, Mama.
0: Amen to our mothers. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Enjoy being Mama's boy. And thank you, Dad and Grandma for taking the
1: hit. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I'm done.
1: All right. Well, thanks again. For you'll have me you back weekend. next week. Yes. This was awesome as always. Thank you, boss. Thanks for the Bible story.
0: You're welcome.
1: All right, everybody. Have a great week.
0: Take everybody care, folks. You
1: next time. Bye-bye. Bye.